0: Warning. The views expressed in this podcast are those of a fringe minority who have been deemed unacceptable by the Prime Minister of Canada. Listening to this or anything other than officially sanctioned government thoughts may result in your bank account being frozen and the government confiscating the device you use to listen to it up to and including your vehicle. In such an event, neither this podcast nor its affiliates will be held responsible. You know, I had a completely different idea for what I wanted this episode to be about. This episode is airing on Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022, or 22222. Two, 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 two. I am 222 minutes. This is my 222 cents. I have dozens, if not hundreds, of pictures I have taken and you people have sent me over the years involving strings of twos. Today was supposed to be my day. God damn it. This is my fucking Super Bowl. And instead, I'm sitting here in the middle of the night rewriting so that I can talk about how irredeemably fucked this country is. And in the meantime, you've got a bunch of wannabes trying to bogart off this like Tim Hortons who's giving away 222 double doubles. What an original idea. Bitch, please. You're a tourist. My culture is not your costume. Who in the 222nd fuck do you think you are? You think 222 is your ally. You've merely adopted the 222. I was born in it, molded by it. And now, your number one source for what's happening in Canada today. From the mind that brought you 222 minutes, this is my 222 cents. Three, two, one. Alright, so the convoy broke up. What, you mean like the Beatles? Yeah, but if Yoko Ono was tear gas. The entirely, unless there's a video that hasn't popped up yet, peaceful protest, and I mean entirely, was broken up by a mix of, can you please get out of the vehicle, pointing guns at people, using the back end of said guns on people, some sort of aerosol, pepper spray, or tear gas, presumably, police officers literally threatening people for recording incidents, a bunch of cops riding down protesters on horseback, and the Ottawa police blatantly lying about it for days, including saying that multiple videos from multiple angles of an elderly First Nations woman with a fucking mobility scooter being trampled over by Canada's finest was photoshopped disinformation. They also, to the best of my knowledge, have not commented on reports and pictures of her while she was hospitalized. What the hell kind of country are we living in where our police force is verifiably lying to the public to justify escalating aggression? Apparently the whole serve and protect thing only applies to politicians. And maybe you feel like you should be defending them. Those cops are just regular people trying to make a living. I have a counter-argument. No one's making them do this. They have a choice. If they don't feel comfortable with this being required of them in order to keep their jobs, they can just quit. It's not coercion. They simply have a decision to make for the greater good of Canada. Sound familiar? I mean, stop and think about this for a second. We live in a world where the only acceptable violence against minorities is from minorities. By the same definitions that the woke left has laid out for us time and again over the years, this is a hate crime. Despite lots of positive press from modern independent media, the bought and paid for legacy media still painted the protesters as all a bunch of whatever-phobes. Continually. And this is why our media is broken. For fuck's sakes, I've seen more humanity in gingers. There was a concerted effort from these drain-circling assholes to call everyone there and everyone who even minimally supported them every boring, tired, tried name under the book. And then they spent a couple weeks in shock and awe when they were met with uncooperative and angry citizens whenever they took the glass elevators out of their ivory towers to slum with them long enough to patch together another hit piece. Hey, media! If you run into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole. If you run into assholes all day long, you're the asshole. This whole inflation thing is making things even worse. What used to take only 30 pieces of silver has now become a $600 million media bailout and the liberals are milking it for all it's worth. And the media is mad because they say people are trying to silence them? No, they're not. They want you to start telling the truth. But when most of what you're saying is verifiably false, I can see where the confusion arises. We don't want you silent. We want you honest. But for you people, it's a difference without a distinction. To be fair, they're not all mad the same way, though. Rachel Gilmore, who covers Ottawa for Global News, was mad because the protesters didn't have a permit. And if that isn't the most Ottawa thing I've ever heard, I don't know what is. And it doesn't stop there. Here's a quote from a very level-headed person called at Gwen Snyder PHL. For folks not in the know, honk honk is the catchphrase of the honkler, a rainbow wigged Nazi meme that originated on 4chan as part of an attempted op to appropriate the rainbow from gay culture. Honk honk equals HH equals Heil Hitler. It's a very loud Nazi dog whistle. So yeah. The prevailing theory amongst the very far left is that truck manufacturers made the standard horn an onomatopoeia for what would one day become a neo-Nazi war cry, and therefore the truckers are anti-Semites. Seems legit. But honestly, the cops seem to love this whole thing. A private chat was leaked where they were applauding each other and all of this brutality that they're doing. And while it's true that people like cops, firemen, and first responders have unorthodox ways of unwinding after what their job puts them through, piling on a veteran and kneeing him while he's on the ground maybe shouldn't be one of them. But maybe you're thinking it isn't fair to paint all cops in Canada with the same brush because of a couple people. But that's the exact same thing that happened to the truckers, so fuck you. And as the dust settles, There's a few people out there saying that the truckers should be reimbursing people in Ottawa for the losses their businesses suffered. But these idiots never think things through to their logical conclusions. First of all, why did you close your business when the streets around you are full of foot traffic? Every street around you is packed with people. There's money to be made. If you're dumb enough to close your store while the perfect storm of making up for lost business during a pandemic is happening all around you, for weeks, you need to own it. Secondly, the data has been coming in for a very long time that lockdowns and vaccine passports are virtually ineffectual. Are we going to be holding the politicians personally responsible for this? Should we fine them? Should you be fined for empowering them with your stupid vote? I mean, if a law isn't universally applicable, what good is it? Oh yeah, it's fine as long as it goes your way. Bunch of fucking children. And now that this thing is starting to reach its conclusion, public access to the area around Parliament has been completely cut off. The police have built walls. They've set up a blockade to stop the truckers from having a blockade to take away people's rights so that the government can go back to taking away people's rights. Did I miss anything? It hasn't been a total disaster for Trudeau, though. After the way his stormtroopers handled the protesters, he's finally not the only person in Canada with boot polish on his face. Hey guys, Two's here. Now I love going to amusement parks as much as anyone, but I'm also a really busy man. And if you're anything like me, the hustle and bustle of everyday life leaves you short on time. Luckily, RRCMP is here to help us with that. They are proud to announce that they are unveiling a one-stop shop amusement park where you can go on every ride at the same time. This is huge! Now, for an unlimited time, you can go on their combination Merry-Go-Round and House of Horrors. Be sure to ask about the seniors discount. And the best part? No more waiting in lines. The ride comes to you. So the next time you're looking up at a horseshoe, make sure you use promo code 222 and they'll play whack-a-mole with your face and a rifle butt at no extra charge. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police. We stand on thee for guard. Coming soon to a city near you. Chauffeur service not guaranteed. Tickets will be checked at entry points. Cash only as some bank accounts have been frozen. Bouncy Castle not included. And now... The My 222 Cents Jackass of the Week, brought to you by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. This week's Jackass of the Week is Justin Trudeau. This tantrum-throwing ass-faced window licker doesn't give a shit about you. He doesn't give a shit about me. The only thing he cares about is power, and that's a weird fucking stance for a guy who can't be bothered to so much as show up for his job for more than a couple days a week. Listen, asshole, you don't get to do everything you can to inflame a situation, take two weeks off, then invoke the Emergencies Act. Now there's a lot of people who have done a much better job of breaking down the Emergencies Act vote than I'm capable of, so I just want to hit a few things that I think are important. First off, we're fucked. And finally, the death of the NDP. Jagmeet Singh had a rare opportunity here, Yeah, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. The party is broke, because the election was so recent, but he can't publicly admit how fucking broke they are. So when Trudeau puts him up against the wall, he has to just cave without saying anything. Or at least that's what he thinks, and damn the protesters who lined up in front of his constituency office calling for him to vote against Trudeau's overhanded emergency act. There's a show I watched a few years back called Suits. It's about a bunch of attractive people with effortlessly beautiful hair saying a bunch of quippy things they think are hilarious and thinking they're pretty fucking smart the whole time. I'm not quite sure what drew me to it. Anyway, there's an episode where one guy feels like he's being faced with an ultimatum and there's a great quote from it. What are your choices when someone puts a gun to your head? You take the gun or you pull out a bigger one or you call their bluff, or you do any of 146 other things. And that's what Jagmeet Singh doesn't understand. This was a huge opportunity. More people were talking about him in the lead-up to this vote than have ever talked about him, even on TikTok. You had people from all backgrounds and all beliefs and all corners of the political compass earnestly hoping he'd do the right thing. So when Trudeau gave a veiled threat to dissolve parliament and hold another election if this vote didn't go his way, Singh should have said, fuck you, you fucking dipshit. If you're going to put a gun to my head, you'd better be willing to pull the trigger. This was a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. This would have completely turned around the NDP's slow decline into obscurity. Yeah, you might be starting an election behind the eight ball in terms of financing, But maybe it was a bluff the whole time. And even if it wasn't, this would have been a Rocky getting up off the mat moment. The crowd would have gone wild for him. NDP diehards would have been digging deep to help him as much as they could. He'd have brought over a bunch of liberal supporters. Fuck, the same people he loves to demonize as white supremacists would have sent him some cash out of respect alone. And that's the key thing here he'd have had an entire nation of people wondering if they misjudged him. He'd be put in an all-new light. And for the first time since Jack Layton was tragically rubbed and tugged out of existence, the NDP would have a chance to be a party that probably wouldn't lead the country, but they might be taken seriously. Instead, Jagmeet Singh has decided that a tiny modicum of electoral victory is more important than representing the people who voted for him and believing in them enough to take a chance on standing by them. Now we're stuck with the status quo. The NDP are so sadly predictable that you could replace them with some kind of fucking dialogue generator. Think the Biden insult bot, but vapid platitudes. So while you can tag at Biden Insult Bot in Twitter, and it will reply with a randomly generated string like, go kiss a jellyfish, you iron deficient Zazzle monster you can have the sing comment bot that will reply with the same random type string of nonsense whenever prompted. Because let's be honest, everything that man says is a madlib of far-left talking points jumbled together like a vomited hot dog on the sidewalk at 3 a.m. Hey, Jagbot, would you care to comment on the current hostilities in the Ukraine? We see how the richest 1% have stolen from minority communities and we'll continue to hold the liberal and conservative parties accountable while we show compassion to the endangered prairie walrus. Jagbot, what's your stance on quantitative easing and the gold standard? This is a horrible thing that has disproportionately affected minorities, people of color, and the LGBTQ community and is contributing to climate change. We need to come together as Canadians and stop our evil white history from casting a dark cloud on our future. And that's it. You want to talk about government spending? Let's replace that fucking idiot with an algorithm that requires all the goddamn processing speed of a watch calculator from 1993 and save the Canadian taxpayers $200,000 a year because there was one shining moment in time where the whole country needed him to stop being a politician and start being a man and he fucked it up torpedoing his party in the process. Breaking news. Aside from a Canada flag defacing statue of Canadian icon Terry Fox, an additional statue in Canada has been recently vandalized. During a march for missing and murdered Indigenous women on February 14th, a statue of a prospector, captain, and bar owner named John Gassy Jack Dayton was covered in paint and toppled. People familiar with the man's history were puzzled as the man's wife was Indigenous. Bet you didn't hear about that one. Canadian Finance Minister and Parliamentary toenail cleaner Chrystia Freeland stated in an announcement that making the Emergencies Act permanent would broaden, quote, the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment services they use. I mean, it hadn't even passed through Parliament yet, and they were already talking about making it permanent. Just fucking think about that for a second. She went on to say that this would be a way to mitigate the risk of illicit funds, because this entire convoy movement has been painted as an attempt at foreign influencers to overthrow Canadian government despite all evidence to the contrary. So, first off, the last part of what she said was bullshit. But as far as foreign interest goes, don't you think Americans ought to have a say in things that affect their fucking border with us? But that's just a footnote here. Consider, if you will, the broader implications. When Greta Thunberg showed up in Canada during an election, Trudeau had no problem with that, because even though she's Swedish, She was on his side. When Leonardo DiCaprio spouts off and ain't bullshit, he gets a pass. The Tides Foundation, Sierra, Greenpeace. Does any of this sound a little bit inconsistent to anyone else? Hell, even Elizabeth May is an American. We can let literally anyone stroll down Roxham Road and enter Canada, and apparently the only thing they check is voter tendencies. And what about when the shoe's on the other foot? Maybe we need to stay the fuck out of what's happening in the Ukraine right now. I don't know, maybe not, but it's a question to ask. Is Afghanistan ringing any bells? What the hell is the purpose of organizations like the United Nations and the World Economic Forum if not an attempt to guide foreign countries into whatever way they see fit, including us? You see, here's the thing about the modern left. It's not that they have double standards about anything. It's just that they don't give a shit. It's why they'll pressure someone to resign over $16 orange juice, but shrug off millions of dollars in wee charity corruption. They'll call for resignations anytime one of their opponents gets happy-handed, but they'll turn a blind eye like the Alberta NDP did when they shut down an investigation into that very same thing within their own party. It's wrong when Wikileaks exposes, and I'm being serious here, a Belgian government sex pedophile ring. But it's fine when hacking lets you freeze the bank accounts of people who supported a protest, even though it was legal to do so at the time. Green energy has laughably lesser environmental standards than oil and gas. They'll question if their opponent is too old to hold office, and then literally hold their nose while their guy is literally shitting in his literal pants. A trucker convoy can be widely condemned by them, while a coastal ghastly construction site was attacked, causing millions in damage, and even had attempted murder. You can topple a statue in British Columbia and nobody says anything, but if you drape a Canada flag over another one on the other end of the country, it's the end of the world. It's why the man synonymous with blackface can have the gall to invent instances of racism in people he sees as his opponents. This isn't just rules for me and not for thee. This is I will say or do whatever the fuck I want to, and I won't let things like morals, decency, or the law get in the way of being able to be put into a position where I can tell people how to live their lives, whether they like it or not. And this time it's no different. They don't care that there's a protest. They don't care that some of the money came from other countries. They're just mad because it's not their thing furthering their agenda. And they're not hesitating to invoke the Emergencies Act even though it should be a last resort. Here's how big a deal it should be. No Canadian member of Parliament should collect a salary while the Emergencies Act is in place. Put our money where your mouth is. But here's the thing the Emergencies Act isn't being brought in to quell anything. It's there to ensure that Trudeau stays in power, preferably forever. I mean, how much longer do you think it's going to be before that man starts awarding himself medals? So from now on, I'm not listening to moral arguments from the left. I don't care. They've demonstrated time and again that they're not interested in fair application of the law, and that makes any opinions they have on morality irrelevant. So the next time one of them wants to talk about fairness or rights, just shrug it off. They're not talking about rules that we should live by. They're talking about rules that you should live by. When I was a kid and that happened during a game we were playing, we'd call that cheating. We didn't stand for it then, and there's no reason why we should stand for it now. I want to touch on this gassy jack thing real quick for a second. There's a bit more to it that didn't fit well into the breaking news. The man actually had two different aboriginal wives. After the first one died, he took a second. The latter one, when she was in her 80s, told an archivist that she had been wed when she was, quote, about 12, but according to census data, she would have been somewhere in the 14 to 16-year-old range. Still not great, but hardly exceptional in the mid-80s. Just making sure I have my bases covered here, even though the point wasn't the toppling, but the fact that no one seemed to hear about it because it couldn't have been treated proportionally compared to what happened to Terry Fox a week before. Thanks to Hiding Up North for doing this week's voice work. Very well done. And if there's any cops listening to this, it's time to get off your high horse. Happy Tuesday, everybody.